Happy Saturday, everyone! So, as you are all well aware of by now, I am wanting to read one book a month this year, and I am proud to say that as of the middle of March, I have just finished book three. I just got done reading Atomic Habits by James Clear, and let me tell you, everyone should read this book. Today, I'm going to be talking about some of the key points I took away from this read. Just because the book was so insightful, it deserves a whole episode. I should probably start off with going over the premise of the book. Atomic Habits is all about how the little things you do in your everyday life impact you, your future self, and your goals you've set. It focuses on the idea of getting 1% better every day because that compounds into some amazing change over time. And then James Clear dives into how to make those changes. So now that you kind of have an idea of what the book is about, let me tell you some of the things I underline and some things that have got my wheels turning. Number one, everything you do cast votes for the kind of person you are. Chapter 2 of the book focuses on how what you do reflects who you are. Clear talks about how your goals that you have can be boiled down to a specific type of person. Losing weight boils down to being a healthy person. Getting a book published boils down to being a writer. So, casting votes for the type of person you want to be is the action that you do, and those repeated actions become your habits. When you choose to do or not to do something, you are casting votes. If you choose to read a few pages, you are casting votes for becoming a reader. If you skip your daily reading, you are casting votes against that. Now, with that being said, you do not have to cast the correct votes 100% of the time. You're human. You will skip a workout, be too tired to read, order food out rather than cooking at home. But in a voting situation, the majority wins. So make sure the majority of the votes you cast are for the type of person you want to be. Clear also points out that the more evidence you have for a belief, the more strongly you will believe it. So, if you save more money than you spend, you have evidence that you are a saver. If you make your meals at home more times than you eat out, you have evidence that you are a cook. When you do more actions that line up with who you want to be, you have more evidence that that is who you are becoming. And that helps build confidence within yourself, that you are more like that than the old version of yourself. The author also says the focus should always be on becoming that type of person, not getting a particular outcome. And I do think that's important too, because you can lose 100 pounds and then gain it all back if you do not develop the habits of a healthy person. That's why I think you cannot live your life on a diet or an extreme workout plan, because those aren't habits. They're quick fixes that can be quickly undone once you reach your goal. Slow and steady wins the race in some aspects of life, because it causes you to spend the time building the skills and habits that will not just help you reach your goal, but also sustain your goal. Number two, environment and preparation matters. Have you ever heard the phrase, set yourself up for success? When I was in high school, I worked what felt like full-time my senior year. While senior year itself was not that difficult in terms of schoolwork, I took three classes, marketing, AP French, and AP language, it was draining to have to work from 12 to 8 p.m. and then come home and do my homework. So, on my 30-minute breaks, I would knock out some of my assignments. I would put my homework that needed to be done in a folder that had my pencil attached. That way, I wouldn't have to spend time digging through papers to find my assignments. It saved me probably five minutes, but that was five more minutes to get my work done. I was setting myself up for success by eliminating some barriers in my environment and being prepared. Or when I would do work at home, I would put my phone in the other room and make my environment more study friendly. That is important to do when you are creating habits. Clear puts it best by saying, I have never seen someone consistently stick to positive habits in a negative environment. If your environment is not set up to help you succeed, it is going to be harder to stick to the habit. I used to think I could work out at home, and some people can, kudos to them, but I would find myself slugging around my workouts, getting distracted, and ultimately ending up not really working out. 
However, when I put myself into a gym or a fitness class, surrounded by other motivated people in an environment that screamed, hey, let's work out, it was easier to get into the mood and zone to work out. My workouts got better and more efficient, and I think a large part of that had to do with the environment in which I was working out in. Adapt your environment to help you succeed at building habits. Make it easier to focus and get in the zone to do what you need to do. Eliminate distractions and set yourself up for success. Number three, don't put up a zero. This had me thinking for days. I love, love, love the concept behind this. Don't put up a zero. If your football team loses the game and only gets one touchdown, is that better than them not scoring any points? Yes, a few is better than none. The author used the example of doing a few reps instead of skipping your workout entirely. Life does not have to be all or nothing, which means your habits do not always have to be all or nothing. If you have the choice between doing a few and not doing any, do a few. When I played lacrosse in high school, I used to tell one of the girls that the days you don't want to go to practice are the days you need to. I think that applies in real life as well. The days you don't want to do anything to get that 1% better are the days you need to do something. It helps you prove that you are the kind of person who can stick to these habits even on the bad days. Last week, I found myself skipping two workouts in a row, and on the third day, I almost skipped again. And I stopped myself by saying, you don't have to go to the gym to work out. Go outside and do some exercises. Just do something. So, I did. I ran for about 15 minutes through the park and then came home and finished my workout outside. Was it the most fulfilling workout I had ever done? <laughs> Not even close. But it was better than putting another zero on the board. Number four, choose the right field of competition. Many people blame how they are based on the things they cannot change. In the book, Clear takes two Olympic athletes and compares how they excel in their sports but would fail in the others, even though they are both advanced in athletic ability. They may not be able to medal in the other person's sports, but they dominate their own. Why? Because they chose the right field of competition. If you've always struggled to carry a tune, maybe you're not a singer, but that doesn't mean you aren't artsy or creative. You do not have to succeed at the same things as other people, and to be honest, you won't. Clear said, genes do not determine your destiny, they determine your areas of opportunity. I think that's huge because we sometimes look at who we are in a negative light rather than looking at it as an opportunity we have that others don't. It can be easy if you have siblings or best friends to compare your areas of strength, but you're gonna be disappointed more times than not because you have different opportunities. I love the quote by Albert Einstein that says, if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will spend its whole life believing that it is stupid. You are not going to be the best at everything. No one is. Find what about you gives you unique opportunities and focus your energy and time there. James Clear puts it best by saying, you don't have to build the habits that everyone else tells you to build. Choose the habit that best suits you, not the one that is most popular. Atomic Habits is an amazing book, and I would highly, highly, highly recommend it to anyone looking to take the time and develop more of their skills and be more efficient in reaching their goals. I'm about to make my vision board for the age of 21, and I'm going to be looking at what habits I want to build that will help me achieve what I want to do. The book comes with a lot of resources to help you follow what James Clear advises, and it really helps you paint the big picture by looking at the smaller parts. That is all I have for you guys this week. Thank you so much for coming to my J Talk, and I will chat with you later. Bye!